you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Hello, and welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. Daryl Amy here today, and I'm excited to share with you some ideas that I think are going to be extremely valuable as you look for ways to grow your business. You know, in this time that we're in right now, and as this is being recorded, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Business is a whole lot different than it was. Um, And one of the things I know is that all of us, while we need to be empathetic, while we need to be loving, we also need to be looking forward to the future. In fact, I believe one of the best ways that we can be loving to our employees, to our teammates, to our clients, to our family, is to make sure that we're developing strategies for a sustainable and profitable future. As Jeffrey Hazlett says, it's important that we drive and thrive right now. And one of the key ways to drive your business and to make sure that you're moving into a future that's going to be profitable, that is going to help you recover and grow revenue, is to make sure that you have processes in place to do that. It's one thing to have a plan. It's another thing to be able to execute that plan consistently. And executing your plan consistently requires that you have good processes in place. That's why I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. And I know you're really going to get a lot out of this conversation that I've had with David Veach. David Veach is an incredible man and he brings amazing insight from 20 years of working in the military to now being a professor at Ohio State and working with organizations. He helps companies develop processes and roll out the cultural change around those processes. You know, it's interesting when you think about processes in business, uh, you think about manufacturing, you think about HR, you think about finance and accounting. All of those areas of business are great at process. But when you get into sales and marketing and look into a marketing department or across a sales team, usually it's less like process and more like the Wild West. However, as we'll see in our discussion today, one of the best things that we can do is actually document and develop processes in these areas so that we can take what's working and amplify it across the entire team, execute consistently, and in all of it, we're gonna see more results. So let's dive in, get ready to take some notes. This conversation with David Veach is going to be incredibly valuable. Well, David, thank you for joining us today on the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm really excited about our conversation. What's going on up in Ohio today? I got to tell you, we're having this beautiful day outside, but then you step out and it's still cold. So <laughs> it's the sunshine is fooling everybody. It's just not fair. And, you know, as we were talking, <laughs> I, I happen to be the Canadian that married a Southern girl. So I have, uh, I have, forsook the snow and ice and uh, now live in the heat and sweat. But uh, it's good. I really appreciate you joining us today. And, you know, as, as, we're, as we're looking forward um, into, you know, the world right now and, and looking forward into 
you know, what's ahead? Obviously, um, as we're recording this crisis, we're still in the middle of the crisis and there's a lot of empathy and a lot of love and, and compassion that's due. But I think the other thing that's really important for us as leaders in business um, is to look forward and to anticipate and begin planning for you know what's going to happen as we emerge from our bunkers and head forward into this. And um, David, I know that's been a, a huge passion of yours is really helping businesses develop plans and processes to succeed. Yeah, that that's true, Daryl. My my main message right now is uh, uh, don't tell me you want to go back to normal. Okay, there is no normal. I want you to go back to better. So what can we do now? to look at our processes, to see what we need to fix from the way we did things before so that they're better when we go back, or what do we need to throw out completely since we've learned new ways to connect and new ways to work in this crisis with these wonderful constraints that mm -hmm. just kind of foster creativity. Poof, now we got a whole bunch of new things that we need to be able to teach other people so that we can standardize that process and continue the, building these great habits and continue learning and growing. Ah, that's music to my ears. And you know, we've got a great audience of business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals. And you know, you might think it's it's strange that we've brought on an expert in process. And this is literally one of I know, Dave, you're one of the world's leading experts in process. You've you've uh, you lead capstone classes in the uh, engineering school at the Ohio State. Uh, you've worked with businesses all over the world for decades, helping them develop process. And I know some of our listeners may be like, Daryl why are you bringing a process guy on a sales and marketing alignment podcast? Well, here's why. Because, and we say this in Revenue Growth Engine, and, and this is definitely coming out in the work we're doing with our clients, is most areas of business like manufacturing, like human resources, like accounting, and all of these areas, they have processes in place to help them run efficiently. But when you walk into a sales department or a marketing department, uh, usually what you find is the exact opposite of process. It's like the wild west, right? It's like, go make some sales calls, launch, you know, launch a campaign, but there's a real lack of process. And David, I really am a firm believer that when sales and marketing teams begin to develop and execute around process, their effectiveness and their results are going to go up. Well, without a doubt, where I like to focus is on the, the human development. Anyway, um, you've had some fantastic salespeople. You've had some wizards in marketing who just seem to be able to make things click. Well, if you capture what those experts bring to the table, mm -hmm. document that into their process, there's no way you can't teach that to other people. And if you can teach that to other people, you can build an entire sales force, an entire marketing team, and an integrated sales and marketing unit that actually collaborates on these things in the future, and everybody takes this huge step forward. But you've got to capture this stuff. And if you, if you just let people do whatever the hell they do, whatever way they want to do it, right. you never get any better. You get a couple of folks who are just experts, and they're the champions. They're the big sellers every month. And the guys at the bottom are like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right. So it's our obligation as leaders to bring everybody up give them the best level of skill that we can provide to them. And we only do that by having a documented process that we can show them to follow. Okay. So here's the question. And, and you're talking to uh, a recovering sales rep and also a marketing nerd. So 
I'm completely dysfunctional um, in the sense that, you know, as salespeople, we're known for being very relational. And as marketing people, we're known for being very creative. And those two things seem like the polar opposite of process, right? So if you're, and, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but it's actually kind of true, right? I think that's why we've struggled so much in the sales and marketing world to have processes. So my question to you is this, David, if you were to walk into um, a sales and marketing team who said, you know what, we probably need to do what you're talking about. We probably need some processes. Uh, like where, where would you begin? How would you even start that, that journey and that, that uh, conversation? I would start with uh, the top sellers and the best marketers. And I would say, um, how do you do your work? And I'd let them tell me a little bit, but because the nature of expertise prevents us from actually knowing what we do differently that makes us experts, mm -hmm. uh, you actually have to watch them. So we would have to spend a couple of days watching those champions, those subject matter experts. And as we capture the way that they approach their work, uh, we'll tease out what are the best steps. We'll also see where the steps that they take in their own process aren't working as effectively. So if you've got two or three who are really big time sales folks, really creative marketing folks, if we can meld the three best ways to do the work into the process that is going to be our own company process, this is how we build these people, build these teams, then you have something that people can actually latch onto, you have something to measure against, you have something to develop people against, and it's, it's a fantastic tool that makes leadership so much easier. Boy, that's, that's strong. And I, you know, one of the things that I think that's, that I can just see being maybe valuable, if not critical in this, is maybe, maybe bringing someone in that can see the forest through the trees. Um, you know, <laughs> I think that, uh, cause I, I mean, I've been a part of sales teams. I've led sales teams and what you say is absolutely true. There's always, you know, one or two superstars, um, you know, they got the whole Pareto principle going, they're bringing in 80% of the deals, the rest of the reps are, you know, picking up the crumbs and cycling through yeah. there's turnover. Um, and you know how, but how do we, how do we extract, how do we discover, um, how do we document what that, uh, you know, what those top performers are doing um, and doing differently? Well, I got to tell you, Daryl, people have been asking experts what mm -hmm. they do for centuries, mm -hmm. but there's only so much that they can actually tell you. So you, you really have to, that, this is probably why they don't do it very often because you got to invade their space. You've got to actually see them as they decompose their work mm -hmm. and you got to watch them and kind of capture that step by step. Somebody has to do that. Um, maybe the organization doesn't have anybody who can do that. So then yeah, bring in somebody from the outside who knows how to do that. Um, but generally speaking, if you're from your, it's like the, the prophet has no value in his hometown, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even if you did bring somebody in from a lot of organizations have continuous improvement groups, these guys are all process folks. They all know how to, to do great value stream maps and identify things that are working and things that are not working. That's what their job is for. 
but because they're part of the team, part of the company team, um, they, they don't get access the way they may need to. Hmm. Um, hopefully, hopefully they do. Hopefully those guys really make some, some fantastic progress. But in most organizations where I see there's, there's these, these little fiefdoms that I don't want the CI guys to come in because this is my domain. Right. And I can fix my own house and you can't, you can't fix your own house because it's the plank in your eye, right? That's so right. That's right. Let, let somebody come in and help you pull the plank out of your eye so you can see things for mm-hmm. what they really are. And so you can see that, that we want to capture the very best of the very best and encapsulate it in a way that we can teach it to others. That is the most important thing. If you can't teach, that's fine. Let me watch you do. I'll capture what you do. And then we'll see if we can replicate it with somebody else by teaching them that skill. Um, and with a little repetition, a little heart behind it, some good incentives, there's no reason why people can't climb that, um, climb that expertise level. And wouldn't it be great to have a whole team of top performers instead of just a couple of really hot stuff guys and a couple of, and a bunch of, of mediocre players. Absolutely. And it's epidemic in sales. It yeah. is epidemic. Well, one more thing about, about that too, Daryl, is, is if you've got the process documented, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be locked in so tight that every second of every day is scripted. Okay. Right. Uh, it's got to, it's got to have chunks where there can still be some creative flexibility in between. And then what we do is we, we measure. So having that standard allows us to measure and allows us as leaders to set more effective goals so we can challenge our team with realistic goals that they can actually achieve. And as they achieve them, we have this big celebration, reward everybody, but then we lay that next challenge. So what are we going to do now to take it one step higher? Right. And having that process documented gives you that handrail and that staircase that is going to take you to those higher levels of performance. Oh man. So rich. What, um, so if, if I'm in, in a sales uh, team or uh, leading a sales team in a marketing team, what does great documentation look like? And, and this may be a really simple question, but I think it's an important one because I'm curious for myself. Is like, what, what does great process documentation include? Well, what I use um, in, the, in the lean community where I come from, we, we have this technique called standardized work. Standardized work. Okay, cool. And um, if you do standardized work properly, there are there's a, a set of six or seven worksheets. The first few of them help you really analyze the way people do work now, mm-hmm. and then one of them lets you kind of do what if analysis pieces uh, to try to balance things out, mm-hmm. and then the other parts of this is the way we want to do it going forward. And that ends up with a, a very graphic document that shows people with a lot of pictures how to do this work. And, and when I say a lot of pictures, uh, I want you to think about the airline safety card in the seat back in front. Right? <laughs> right. There are very few words on that. Right. That's what we want. We want here, do this step, do this step, use a little cartoon character, whatever resonates with your people. So that's one document, but then you've got a, a, a deeper document that has more written stuff that includes here are the key, uh, here are the major steps of each one of those processes, and there's flexibility in those major steps. Then uh, each major step has several key points that we want to kick out, 
Mm-hmm. And then for each one of the key points, we, we have a column that says, here is the reason why this is a key point. It is important for you to ask this particular question to this particular type of customer mm. because we need that information to do this. Um, so, so that level of detail comes into the set of instructions. One very graphic, one that supports the graphics with the details you need to more effectively teach people. And then you teach people and you have them practice and you practice and you review and learn and Mm -hmm. you tweak and you practice some more Mm -hmm. and you tweak it a little bit more. Uh, And before you know it, the entire team has reached this level of expectation that you set and you've achieved that standardized work. Yeah. And from that, the next thing is what's the next step? What's the next standard? It also gives you a baseline if there are any problems. Okay, so I've got it. Let's say, let's say a sales professional has a has a bad week, mm-hmm. and now you're like, well, what do you mean you had a bad week? <laughs> right. What actually happened? You don't really right. know. So yeah. if, if we've got that standard documented, we can say, well, did you do this and did you do this? Or when we were watching, we noticed you you handled this differently. So did you find a new way to do this, or did that work out well for you? And maybe not. Stick to the standard. If it works better, we'll change the standard. So. It's, it's a very actively engaged kind of, of system that allows you to solve problems to get people back to the standard and to create problems by setting a higher standard and helping people achieve that higher standard. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Um, the uh, answer- Darryl, if, they want, if, you're, if your listeners want, yeah. uh, they can go to my website and they can download that full set of worksheets that I just described for free. Amazing. Um, so make sure you get my, my website information. There's a free downloads button and they can get all that stuff there. Yeah, this this is so helpful. And, you know, David, one of the things we advocate for, and I think this this um, is a sales and marketing twist on continuous improvement, um, is we advocate for, in our clients, doing monthly deal analysis. So what we mean by that is every month the sales and marketing team get together they look at one deal they won, one deal they lost, and one deal that is just stuck in no decision, la la land. And they analyze you know, that deal to see what they can learn. So I'm curious, if you were sitting in one of those meetings, or if you were leading one of those meetings, how would you approach a deal analysis? Well, first, it's fabulous that you're advocating that. Because that is the in the army, we call them after action reviews. Yes. And software development, they call them retrospectives. <laughs> in um, football, so, which is a sore spot between us, we call that playing the tape on Monday. Full disclosure, I'm a Michigan fan, and David is not only a Ohio State fan, he's a professor for Ohio State. So uh, it's tough. But you know we have what? Plenty of love for all. <laughs> <laughs> so we watch a lot of tape at Michigan. It's just like not good. You get to watch a lot of tape at Ohio State that is good. So anyhow, I digress. So we're you're in the meeting. It's an after action report. I love that uh, perspective. You really have to you really have to prioritize that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's really easy to skip that because you're so yes. busy. Yeah. Uh, and if you're skipping that, you're not learning ways to see whether you stuck to the process or whether your process is actually performing as it is. Hmm. So, so the first thing you want to do in that is to, to review, here's the process, the way we expected it to go mm-hmm. for the one that we won. Did we follow the process the way we said we wanted to, and hmm. did we get the result we wanted or did we have to deviate to actually close that sale? 
Nice. Well, the one we lost, did we follow the process step by step? Did it work for this customer? What was unique about this customer versus the other? Um, and so we want to, we want to do that full comparative analysis. I don't know how much time you spend on that, but I would expect if we want people to be better at this, you, you could easily dedicate a half day or a full day to that kind of activity just to learn from each other and just to improve your processes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is, you know, it, it army, obviously after action reports, sports teams do this. And if they didn't, they wouldn't win, right? The sports teams exactly that right. play the tape win. And uh, from a sales perspective, and I think from a marketing perspective as well, to be able to look back and analyze and, and ask those questions openly as a team. And, and I love your perspective of bringing the process map or the document, um, you know, pull it out of the, the uh, seat back in front of you, lay it out and go, okay, did we follow this? Yeah. Uh, and, and if we didn't and we still won, do we need to adjust the process, right? Um, or do we not? By the way, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm looking forward to seeing a seat back in front of me, this whole not traveling thing. I used to complain about flying. David, I, I think I'm going to actually, I may still complain about flying someday. But man, I'm looking forward to going out and seeing some folks face to face. I, I agree. I, I miss I miss my I miss my flights. I, I enjoy I enjoy the travel part of, of yeah. Now it's it's amazing. So this um, documenting. I love your perspective on documenting the process and including that column about why. And um, I think that is that's particularly important as we onboard new salespeople onto a team, new marketing people onto the team, that we're able to look at them and go, this is what we do, um, but this is, this is why we do it. And, you know, that, it, it reminds me of good parenting, right? Good parenting, you, tell, you explain at some age, you start explaining why. Uh, of course, you get asked why a lot if you're a parent, but, oh, yeah. but really understanding the why behind, um, behind what you're doing, that, that principle right there, I think is something that we really could benefit from on the revenue side of the business. Well, Daryl, on, on to, to make this a little bit more connected to what your listeners may already be doing. Mm -hmm. um, I have, because I'm, because I'm trying to retool my business a little bit, uh, away from consulting and more towards speaking, I've, I've had to learn a lot about sales and marketing. And because I've been really fortunate and really blessed in my career, I've never had to really sell beyond just building a relationship with people. So it's, it's like I've never had an effective sales process. I have never once followed a script. And there are a lot of guys out there saying, oh, here, just follow this script. You're guaranteed to get millions of sales. It's like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> right. So, but we do have a lot of different scripts that we create for different types of customers and different types of products. Mm -hmm. That script is actually the start of your process. Hmm. And all you have to do is use that as here are the major points or here are the major steps of this process. Uh, and, and the key points might be each one of those scripted questions that you're going to ask Yeah. that go back to this major step. And then if you put in the reasons why you ask this particular question, then it becomes an effective teaching tool. So it's not just a script, just follow this script blindly. 
It's mm. here's the script. Here's why this script is known to work for this type of customer and this type of product. It's going to make them a much better scripts. It's going to make them much better salespeople and much better relationship builders, which is what we need for the future of our revenue growth. Right? Absolutely. And I think to build on that, you know, if you think about the alignment between marketing and sales, this is where marketing can really come alongside and help and support the sales team with the content, with the tools that they need to execute that script uh, effectively. And, uh, you know, and, and in sales, we call it a playbook, probably more than a process. Um, it's really the same thing. But um, yeah, marketing to be able to say, okay, let, let me understand your world of how, you know, how this process works and, and let us come alongside you and, and bring content and ideas to the table that can really help you increase your effectiveness inside this process. Absolutely. I think uh, something kind of struck me while you were talking. Uh, one, you are likely to get um, a good amount of pushback as you try to capture these processes, because, especially from the marketing guys who are supposed to be the creative people. Mm -hmm. Because how can you standardize a creative process? <laughs> so, you're right. Well, salespeople are no different, David. Don't be, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what well, to do, right? Well, that's, the, that's our nature as humans. We know yeah. what we're doing. We figure out a way to succeed in this current environment. Mm -hmm. And we want to stick to that. And anybody who comes along that says, hey, we, we want to look at doing something different, our first response is, oh, no, no, no. I'm comfortable because I figured this out. Okay, I'm winning now. You right. tweet this, I might not. And so <laughs> there, there's all that pushback. But yeah. even in highly creative processes, uh, um, it is always important to understand how those who are best at it mm. approach the problem that they're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. What information do they need to collect? How do they go about collecting it? How do, what do they do with it once they collect it? And then how do they turn that into something spectacular? And I mentioned earlier that this doesn't have to be um, so locked down and so scripted that every single thing is done. If you've only got a big chunk because in here's the magic creative stuff. Yeah, I understand that. But here's the first step you take to get into that. And here, once you're in there, you make sure you don't forget to do this and don't forget to do that. Yeah. As you're having all this creative flurry of activity going on, don't forget, think about this. And then when you're here, capture this and share it with somebody else. Yeah, and I think that that's a great, uh, great guide for us marketing professionals is it's a best practice after we create something to always go back through it and make sure all the necessary components are in there, right? That it's not just something yeah. pretty and brilliant, but it also, you know, hits all of the, the check boxes, if you will, of, of what need to happen for a, a marketing piece to be effective and, and to be distributed, right? And, and all, you know, all of these things. And that's where I think process can really help uh, in a relational sales environment and in a creative marketing environment. So uh, last question, as we, as we approach the end of this podcast, what a great conversation, by the way, David, this is so valuable um, for, for all of us in the revenue side of things. Um, pushback, you, you referenced pushback, right? So I know that you know, as human beings, we don't just automatically go, oh, thank you for telling me how to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what are some, what are some just high level, like, if you were, if you had a couple minutes to, to coach 
a sales leader or a marketing manager on how to get buy-in and, and how to get, uh, get this rolled out inside their team, what would you say? Well, the, the first thing is the leader has to make one critical decision. And that critical decision is going to be, um, I'm going to love these people. <laughs> That's good. And, and when we say, a lot of people get squirmy and everything else, they, oh my God, love, give me a break. <laughs> um, but the decision I'm asking you to make is, is simply, I want, I want you to decide that today you're going to put the needs of that team above your own. Beautiful. So don't dwell on what you need. Really seek to understand what they need. So that decision to love is going to guide every other behavior uh, that follows for that leader. And if you don't make that decision, you're going to end up fighting a whole lot more. Um, because you're standing on your ground and, and you're supposed to know what you're doing and you're going to make this happen. Um, it's got to be a mutual thing. Uh, everything that I've talked about today, it's a team approach to this. And the more diversity you can get on that team, the better the result's going to be as long as we have somebody in there to make sure everybody continues to respect each other as they go through. Uh -huh. So have a facilitator from some different part of the organization who can come in, who's been trained to be a facilitator to kind of work through the conversations on this and capture this. Uh, but it, it's got to, we got to kind of make that commitment up front. We're going to do this with love. We're going to do this with empathy. We're going to do this because the organization needs it. We're going to do this because we all will benefit from it. Um, the next thing is, is learn. We've got to learn constantly. If I'm going to put your needs above my own, Mm -hmm. then I better know what your needs are. So that means I've got to shut my mouth and observe, or I ask a lot of questions instead of making a lot of directives. And then once I get to that point, uh, then it's easier for me. The third, the third key decision is to let go. Right. Mm -hmm. So once we've created this, I'm going to let you go. You got to work it and see if it works and improve it and make it better and share what you've learned with everybody else. But I'm letting go. You're in control of that. How do I maintain my sense of control? Well, we're measuring things and I have a process and I can go and check to see whether you're on process or not. And I can determine where I need to give you additional help or you have a channel straight to me if you decide you need additional help. And we build those relationships on a very, um, a very tight basis at each team level in the organization. And it, it really strengthens the entire organization. So this is not just a sales and marketing kind of project. Okay. Bring right. the guys in from HR, bring some engineers over, bring some manufacturing guys in, bring, bring the, um, bring the accounts payable clerk in. Okay. And just have somebody who is not familiar with what you're doing, watch what you do. And when they get to a point and say, why did you do that? That's the most valuable thing you can dig in on. And don't just say, well, we do it because that's the way I do it. Right. <laughs> we really have to understand why. And then we can yeah, answer yeah. those reasons why questions for each one of those key steps. Beautiful. What a what an incredibly powerful and valuable conversation. Once again, for us relational people in sales and, and uh, creative people in marketing to be able to really think about process. David, earlier you referenced your website. We're going to put that in the show notes. But why don't you give it a shout out? Because I think these standardized work documents would be extremely helpful to a lot of us. Yeah, I, the website is uh, leadersites.com. That's uh, leader, L-E-A-D-E-R, uh, sites like insights, S-I-G-H-T-S. Yeah, so one word, .com. 
uh, go to that homepage, click on the free downloads, give me your email address. I promise not to overload you with spam and newsletters. <laughs> Remember, I don't have my marketing funnel built like that. So you're not going to get 14 emails from your bank. That's a, maybe we need to talk to you about your marketing process. I probably, I need some help. Yeah. Uh, but you can download, uh, you can download the standardized work forms. You can also download a free copy of my, uh, my problem solving book, the C4 process. Oh, awesome. It will help explain uh, the forms a little bit. Uh, and there's a couple of the little goodies in there. Make yourself at home. Send me a note if you need anything else. My email address is on the website. I'd love to hear from your listeners. Well, David, that's incredible. And thank you so much for investing in all of us today. I, we all deeply appreciate it. And to all, all of our listeners, uh, thank you so much for being champions for growth. At Revenue Growth Engine, we want to help great companies recover and grow revenue. And there has never been a more important time to be focused on that, that issue than right now. So until next week, let's keep get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.